Now, Offer Graphics is all about understanding how to position your offer in the market so it is truly irresistible, okay? That is the keyword there. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. On the previous episode, we heard from Kristen Molinar for her deep dive episode. She shared all about the mistakes most entrepreneurs make when it comes to hiring a team and outsourcing work. She is a genius in this subject. If you are hiring team members at this time, it is a must listen. But while I've got you, stick around. This episode is one for the books. It's part four of our six part series on dream traffic. So here's the deal, guys. We've gone over demographics, psychographics, behavioral graphics, and now we're moving on to offer graphics, where we talk all about the positioning of your offer in the customer's mind. Stick around to catch the next installment of the Dream Traffic series. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I've got a solo episode today that is all about what I call dream traffic. Okay, now you guys have probably heard a few of the last few of my solo episodes that are all about this dream traffic. And I'm really trying to go through this dream traffic process systematically to help you guys understand it in detail. And most importantly, how you can understand your dream customer at a really, really deep level. So what is dream traffic? Dream traffic is a process designed to get into the mind of your customers so that you can offer your products or services creating an easy sale without hitting objections. Now, this is a new term uh, to most people that I've spoken to, so I wanna tell you a little bit about how I discovered it. So you see, in my Facebook advertising agency, I have two types of clients. I have clients that scale really, really easily, and, and it's, it's almost effortless. It's like, it's like the, the, there's just less friction to success. Uh, and then I have others that they just seem to hit a ceiling, and, I was always curious, like, why? Like, why would some, it would just be like this grind. And then with others, it would just be smooth sailing to success. So after I analyzed things, there were, there was something that I recognized. And that was that a business that understands who they are speaking to on a deep psychological and behavioral level match their messaging to that who they essentially win. Okay. And this took time for me to learn. I mean, last year, within the last couple of years, I have spent over $60,000 to learn the skill of Facebook ads. Last year, I helped three companies pass the seven figure mark in their business. I've, I spent again, last year alone, over a half a million in ad spend. And 
and the pattern just becomes more and more clear about the importance of understanding who you're speaking to. So when I said that those companies win, what do I mean by win? I mean having a low cost to acquire a client, greater margins on your sales, better customers, a higher lifetime value for clients, more joy in you fulfilling the services, and ultimately a thriving business. Without understanding this who, running a business is like constantly driving a square peg into a round hole. It's frustrating and it, it just, it plain won't work. So what is this dream traffic process? I like to call it my 3D process. We're going to literally bring dimension to your dream customer to create that dream traffic for yourself. The three Ds are define, discover, and drive. Now, yesterday I was talking to a potential client and I came up with this analogy. For those of you that are uh, glasses wearers and you've had the opportunity to go to an optometrist and get your eyes checked, you know this process well. You sit in a chair, you get your eyes dilated, and they're trying to figure out what corrective lenses are going to be the best for your eyes. So they put this big machine in front of your face and the, and the room is dark and they focus you on a screen with letters and you look in at the letters and they're asking you which image is more clear. And they say, is it image one or image two? Image one or image two? And you select which image and then they do another set of lenses to get it even more clear. And they do, is it image three? or image four, image three, image four. And again, you select the clearer one of the two. And then they go on again and they say image five, or yeah, image five or image six, image five or image six. And it's this process that gets down to a point where you are seeing 2020 clearly. And it's this process of lining up these lenses so that there's a clear path from your from the vision in your eye to the image that you're seeing on the screen. But it takes a while to line up these images. And this is what this process of finding your dream traffic is like, is, is you're, you're putting options and images in, into Facebook and you're, and you're basically testing these, like these A-B tests and you're like, is it add one or add two? Add one or add two? And you move on and then you're like, is it add three? or add four, add three or add four. And you go through and you, and you look at like the angles that you're talking to your dream customers and the different pain points that you are trying to um, understand with them or different offers that you're putting in front of them. It's this process of trying to understand exactly what creates the clear path to understand that dream customer. And that's what this 3D process is all about. It's all about defining, discovering, and driving that dream traffic to you. So that process of, of nailing in those lenses, we've got to define your who, discover where they are hanging out online, and decide how to drive them to your product or offering. So in today's podcast, we are diving into one of the major aspects of the first D of our 3D model, and that is define, okay? There are six major graphics to consider in the definition component of the 3D model. In my last three episodes, we have dove deep into demographics, which has to do with the physical aspects of, of finding your dream traffic, like age, gender, marital status, professional um, status, income level, education level, 
uh, religious affiliation, things like that. Next was psychographics. We went through psychographics, which were understanding the mind and the heart of your customer. What, uh, what pain points are bringing them to your offer or service? What's motivating them to keep looking for a solution? What's stopping them from finding something on their own, finding a solution on their own? That has all to do with psychographics. And then the last time we talked about behavioral graphics, which is all about understanding the consumer behaviors of your customer and understanding the temperature that they're coming to your product with. Again, we want people that are hot dream buyers um, which means they are buying other products in the marketplace that are like yours. Some people feel that that is uh, a, that, that, that's bad because they're already buying the competition, but that's actually good because no product can ever satisfy someone's needs hundred percent. And so you're finding the holes that are happening in the products that they're buying and you're filling those and they have a pain point associated with those, which can draw them over to your offer. So today we're going to be talking about offer graphics. Now we're going to have a, you're going to have a deep understanding of that next graphic, um, offer graphics. So let's do this. Now offer graphics is all about understanding how to position your offer in the market. So it is truly irresistible. Okay. That is the key word there. We throw in the, in the internet marketing world, we throw out that term all the time, like really, really just willy nilly. And we say, is it an irresistible offer? And they're like, yeah, it's totally irresistible. But like, what does that mean? What makes an irresistible offer? Now, the trick is to understand that it's only, re it's only irresistible to a certain type of person. To everybody else, it's resistible. When something is irresistible, it means that, and this is, I looked up the definition and this is the definition that came up. It says a product that is literally too attractive, too powerful, or too convincing to be resisted. So for that to be the case, your offer has to have ultimate appeal to your dream customer. And when you create an offer that is irresistible, it's too attractive, too powerful, and too convincing to be resisted, that ideal customer can become your dream traffic. Now, when people talk about the irresistible offer, they usually talk about just dumping a bunch of crap that supposedly is worth a lot and selling it for cheap in your offer stack. But here's the truth. Information and knowledge are overabundant and are all ready, cheap, right? You can Google anything in the world. Like everyone, if they have a smartphone in their pocket, they have access to pretty much any fact, any knowledge, any skill right from their pocket. So what really needs to be in the offer? Well, the truth of the matter is, is and it's not saying that like knowledge and information are not, not important, but things that are solving the right problems right where they are in their customer journey are really what you need to look for. Things that are solving problems created by the solution that you offer. Essentially, I have a friend, uh, Mark Stern, who says you have to sell the thing that sells the thing, right? Um, Steve Larson uses this example in the One Funnel Away Challenge. He says, if you are selling water, water coolers, um, you don't need a cup until you have a water cooler, but after you have a water cooler, you need a cup. So you sell the water cooler so that then you can also sell the cups, 
and then maybe the trash can to go buy the water cooler to put the cups in. Like what are the, what's the next problem that you are creating that needs to be fulfilled? So sell the thing that sells the thing. Um, but again, this is really, really critical here. You have to solve the right problems right where the person is in their customer journey. If the prospect identifies with, with what you're offering right then in their customer journey, then it will be irresistible because they're like, that is something that I need to solve this particular problem that I'm experiencing right now. Okay. Now we're going to go deep into offer creation. Uh, we're, we're not, we're actually, we're not going to go deep into offer creation at this moment, but we are going to talk about what you need to understand in order to carefully craft your offer for your desired audience. Okay. So what matters when it comes to offer graphics? Um, so this can be broken into two major categories, essentially one, the offer itself, and then two, the beliefs surrounding the offer. Okay, so first, the offer. Now, there are six things that you need to understand here. You need to understand the process, the value, the price, the USP, the unique selling proposition, the outcomes, and the rock throws, okay? Those are the items. So we're gonna go through these each one by one. So first, the process. So the question to consider here is, what is the process people go through with your product or service? Okay, what is the process that people go through with your product or service? So think, um, think time and people with this one. So like, is it a three-month program? Is it lifetime access? Is it dripped over email? Is it a coaching program, a community? Is it do-it-yourself, done with you services, done for you services? Like what is the process that people go through with this service? I was talking to uh, my roommate just yesterday who is an online coach uh, for sales. She's absolutely brilliant. And she just sold a new high ticket offer. And she was asking the people that joined the program why they, why they joined it. Now in her offer, she uh, collaborated with four other influencers and coaches to provide a masterclass to these groups of people. And every single one of the people that joined the program, I mean, and, and my roommate put like tons of, tons of content into, into this offer, but there were two common things that they all said was the reason why they joined this offer. One was they said, I wanted the, the, um, the constant touch points with you because there's group coaching in this program. So I wanted a weekly touch point with, with you as my coach. And then the second commonality that they said is they said, if I was to, if I was to sign all of those other four coaches on my own, it would be way more money than you bringing them in so that I could get a taste of their coaching one-on-one. -on -one. So for them, it was like, it was like, it was a no brainer to take my roommates, Brooke Evans deal so that they could get access to people, right? Access to Brooke every week and then access to each of the influencers one time over the course of the product. They would have probably spent close to 12 grand just um, if they were doing individual coaching with each of those others or, or more. I mean, honestly, it's probably more. But that 
process, the how it was delivered was the literally the tipping point for these particular people with my roommate's offer. Okay. So super, super important. Second thing to consider is value. Okay. So what do they get access to? And um, Russell Brunson and Steve Larson talk a lot about value, right? That value is different than, than price. So value has all to do with the stack. So packing greater value than the price. And the reason why this is so important is you have to realize that buying any product or service is a trade. It's a barter, right? What people are saying in their mind mentally is they're saying, I like your thing more than the money that I'm willing to trade for it. That is the only reason why money ever exchanges hands is because someone feels that the thing that they're buying is worth more than the money that they're trading for it. So they feel like it's a steal. Okay. So what value are you putting in your products that your product is a steal? What do they get access to? What's in the stack? Okay. Second thing to consider is price. What do they pay and how often? Going back to my roommate's uh, offer that she just did. She just launched this last week. So it's, it's what's top of my mind, but um, what is the price? Okay. What do they pay and how often? Okay. Now my roommate was selling this, this mastermind at this level, which was in my opinion, just ridiculously cheap. The people that got in were so lucky, uh, but they could either pay one payment of $29.97 or they could pay three payments of 1100. Every single person that joined, chose the three pay option. Okay. So sometimes the price that you pay changes someone's ability or willingness or, or capacity to even join your program. Uh, and so you have to think about, uh, how you're allowing people to pay and what message that sends. Like if you only offer a high payment, you're, you probably are sending a message that I'm only taking people that are serious and taking people that are willing to take full risk up front. I am only willing to take people that can't, that have this liquid cash. Whereas if you have a broken up payment plan, you're like, I'm willing to take some, I'm willing to take the risk to allow you to be in my program and take, take advantage of this content and I will drip it out to you. So price. So process, value, price. Next thing is USP, unique selling proposition. This is where the benefits are, are that you're looking at. So the question um, to look at here is why should people use your product over others? Okay. Why should people use your product over others? Now this is super, super important because um, the real, the question here is like, how are you, how are you close enough to the red ocean to be recognized but different enough to not be swallowed up by the big dogs, okay? Uh, are you close enough to the red ocean to be recognized, but different enough to not be swallowed up by the big dogs? Okay, you can't have your offer so far out in the blue ocean that like no one even like wants to turn their head to recognize that, that it's there, okay? So uh, I had an experience this week actually with, with one of my clients in, in my Facebook advertising agency, where we learned this lesson, uh, that was, it was really, it was really interesting. So one of my clients sells online courses to, um, or sells, sorry, he sells, um, a, a course on how to build online courses and he does coaching associated with that as well. And, um, he had seen that people in his, in his market, like, uh, Dan Henry and Caitlin Batcher and Grace Lever, their messaging was all focused around filling 
your online course with raving fans and overcoming the tech overwhelm. Those were the two things that all of their messaging was centered around. This client of mine, he was like, I'm going to be smart. I'm going to pick a, an area of the market that they are missing. And the area that he chose was that you create a course to one, create a personal legacy and two, to create uh, raving customers. Um, not to bring them in, but to like make, make them give you testimonials and things like that. Great idea. Focused. If you, if you look at the big three, like the health, wealth, and relationships, he was focused on the relationships aspect. Whereas the, his competitors were focusing on the wealth. They were talking about how courses can help people reach their dreams and make money. So we were running ads and the ads were just flopping. It was just, they were just terrible. They were just not doing great. Like I'd literally never launched ads that had done this poorly in my life. And I was like, what is going on? Like, this is nuts. I've never had it go this bad right from right out of the gate. And so there were lots of issues that needed to be fixed in the funnel and in the ads. But to make this story, uh, to, to make the point on this story a little bit, a little bit more quickly, when we took a step back and we looked at like the different messaging angles that we had tried over the course of a month and things were just not clicking. I said, let's go back to your competitors and let's look at them again. So we reminded ourselves what the competitors were doing, that they were focused on selling the course and getting it done without the tech overwhelm. And I said, look, you don't have to focus on this forever, but I want to just try some ads just to see what happens when we match the messaging of those that are in your red ocean. And so he agreed. And so we launched ads that were geared more towards matching the messaging of the competitors instead of doing something totally different. And his ads literally performed like 10 times better. Like his link click through rate was like a 0.2% and it went up to like 1.2%, literally like, like a 10, 10 times increase. It was literally it was insane. I'd never seen something turn around like that immediately ever. It was, it was like, it was crazy. People were reacting to that messaging. There was a reason why the competitors were choosing that because it was the messaging that worked. So you're like, okay, well, how does that have to do with unique selling proposition? You basically just told them to do the same thing of everybody else. Keep it, keep this in mind. He was too far away from the red ocean. Um, so he needs to be close. He needed to be closer. So he matched his messaging, but where was he different? He's different in who he is and that he's that he is a trained educator. I mean, this guy has like a master's degree in education. And so he's using that he is milking that, but he's still hitting the same pain points as his competitors. And it made all the difference in the effectiveness of his ads. Okay. So process value price USP. Next thing is outcomes. So the question to consider here is what can be expected to occur or change by using your product or service? Okay. What can be expected to occur or change by using your product or service? So proven results are critical to be thinking about, okay, they're not buying stuff. They're buying outcomes. They're not buying content. They're buying results. Okay. So you have to be really, really sure on what the outcomes are that people are buying for this. You can't just like shove a bunch of stuff in an offer and expect that it will be attractive. People want results. That's the only reason they're going to be willing to trade their money for what you're offering is because they feel that the result they're getting is worth more than the money staying in their pocket. 
Okay, the next thing is rock throws. Okay, so the question to consider here is who or what do you throw rocks at to enter the conversation into the mind, into enter the conversation in the mind of the cuts of the customer? Wow, that was hard. Let me try that again. So with rock throws, who or what do you throw rocks at to enter the conversation in the mind of the customer? Okay, now what do I mean by that? So everyone's mind is comprised of how they put people into containers and how they look at other people. And it's like when brands have a strong name, like for example, if you say the word Tide, someone thinks of laundry detergent. If you say the word Kleenex, they think of facial tissue. And brands like these, like Tide and Kleenex, like the brands are so strong that you don't even have to say like Tide laundry detergent or Kleenex facial tissue. Like the, the brand name itself means the thing. So people have all of these positions in their mind that are already taken up and, and, and hold and hold places. Uh, and so you have to, if, if you are going to be successful, you have to uproot some of those positions to create a position for yourself. Okay. When you're entering the marketplace, you are trying to squeeze yourself into a place of the mind that is already occupied. So in order to create that, you have to turn their head. You have to like, you have to cause something to create space. And you're doing that because you're challenging current beliefs. And so to challenge a current belief, you have to basically call out that belief and tell them how it's wrong. Uh, a great example of this is when ClickFunnels was in its early stage, Russell Brunson did this really well, where he, um, he threw rocks at websites and he said, websites are dead. And people are like, what? Like, that is a crazy notion that the website is dead. Um, I mean, websites were the future, right? Websites were everything. Every company was trying to get online, get a website and get an online presence. And here comes Russell and he says, websites are dead. And he talks about how people need a sales funnel because it's an automated guided process through the sales process. Now, did he really mean the websites were dead? No, I mean, like you have to hook up a website URL to a funnel, but he was trying to make a point that websites don't fill every need and that sales funnels fill a separate need. So rock throws. So with the offer, again, those six things you need to understand are the process. What is the process people are going through with your product or service? Value. What do they get access to? Price. What do they pay and how often? USP, unique selling proposition. Why should people use your product over others? Outcomes. What can be expected to occur or change by using your product or service? And rock throws. Who or what do you throw rocks at to enter the conversation in the mind of the customer? All right, so I said there were two aspects of offer graphics. So the first one is the offer and the next thing are the beliefs. So we talked a little bit about beliefs with rock throws, but there are three specific types of beliefs that need to be considered when crafting an offer, okay? In psychographics, we talked about the mind and the emotional orientation of the customer with their beliefs, but the beliefs in regards to offer, it's all about the customer's mind and orientation towards your product or service. That's a big, important distinction. People have their own unique beliefs as a human being, but then they also are going to have beliefs directed towards your thing, okay? And you have to consider that. 
So those are broken into three beliefs. And Russell, again, talks so much about this in, um, in, in his book, Expert Secrets. Okay, Vehicle beliefs, internal beliefs, and external beliefs. Okay, there's vehicle, internal, and external. So let's go through these in case you're not as familiar with them. So with vehicle beliefs, you need to think about here. So vehicle beliefs have all to do with how they look at your product or service in terms of its process, the value, the price, what they're getting, like the actual, the actual, the, the, the car that you are trying to sell them. Like what, what, what is, what is their um, objections around that have to do with that? So you want to think about this question. What rocks would the prospective customer throw at your offer that would justify them not buying and choosing to go with another solution? Okay. So what rocks would they throw to justify not buying your stuff and going with somebody else? So a fun way that I like to think about this in my head is that take Tesla, right? Tesla is like, is, is an amazing product, right? There, there's no gas. It's an electric car. And there are really two types of people, right? Tesla lovers, Tesla haters, whatever group you, you find yourself in. But people either, they justify buying a Tesla because of why, like they believe in the vehicle and probably biggest biggest thing is in terms of status like they think that it increases their status like if you have a tesla like you are you are cutting edge you are probably more more well off and more wealthy um that's why you buy a tesla is a tesla convenient no it is not like where you can only charge your car in certain places and if you run out of juice it's not like you can just like pull off and and get in the next gas station and get some gas like Teslas are not convenient. I was talking to my uncle the other day who has one and he was talking about how he has to literally like map out his journey across the country and, and measure the distance between Tesla charging station between Tesla charging station or else he might get stuck in the middle of nowhere. And there are like certain places that he just can't go because there's not an infrastructure to support charging Teslas across the nation yet. In my mind, I'm like, that sounds like a headache. Like, that sounds like a total headache. I personally justify not buying the Tesla because it's not convenient. Okay. Now, if I lived in California in the Bay Area, like maybe it would be different because there's Tesla charging stations everywhere. And with a regular car, you can fill up every, like fill up in five minutes. Whereas a Tesla, when your juice is gone, like you, you have a couple hours before you can recharge that thing. So the convenience thing is, is a big one for a lot of people. Whereas those that love Teslas, like they just don't care. Okay. So what are the vehicle beliefs around your offer? Like why are going to people, why are people going to justify saying, eh, this is resistible for me. Like I, I, I just, I don't think I can, this is not worth it. Uh, versus what are the irresistible factors? Like what makes it too attractive and too powerful that they cannot resist? Okay. The second type of beliefs are internal beliefs. Okay. So the question to consider here is what internal beliefs do they have about why they personally would not be successful using your product or service? So these are things like internal capacities and abilities like, ah, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. It wouldn't work for me. I'm not technical enough, I'm too old. I'm too young. Like they just feel some sort of personal inadequacy towards that product. You have to understand what personal inadequacies they're going to feel 
Uh, and you have to build breaking those into your offer. So one of my favorite examples of this is my good friend, Catherine Jones, who sells CF Design School. It is a, it is a school that teaches people how to think about and design sales funnels which can be incredibly technologically overwhelming and internal belief that people have about funnels is, Oh, it's too technical. I can't do it. So she builds into her messaging, the defeating of that internal belief. She says, you don't need coding. You don't need Photoshop and you don't need graphic design skills. And she's in her messaging. She's trying to defeat that internal belief. So people are like, Oh, well, if it's not going to be technically hard and this is going to make it easy for me, then yeah, I have no problem buying it. So you can tackle these beliefs in your messaging or you can tackle them in the offer itself. Like you could give a bonus. Like let's say, let's say Catherine's course did require coding of some sort. She could give a bonus where it's like a crash course in coding that is required for, for sales funnels. And again, that could solve the problem where they're like, oh, well, like it's not, it's, it's, I'm worried about it being technical, but she fixes that because she gives a product to help me get over that overwhelm. The last thing is external beliefs. The question to consider here are what factors outside of their personal capacity would keep them from buying or being successful with your product or service? Okay, these fall into two categories. It's either money or time. Okay, either I don't have time to do this. So this is where it's really important that you build into your products and services quick wins. And money, like I don't have the money for it, right? And that's where they're seeing that the money is more valuable than what you're offering. Okay, so you have to consider these things. How can you make this where they don't have external limiting beliefs, they don't have internal limiting, limiting beliefs, and they don't have vehicle limiting beliefs. So these are the three types of beliefs. So again, with offer graphics, you have to consider the six elements of the offer and the three limiting beliefs, which is, are the beliefs surrounding your offer or service. So looking at the prospect's mental orientation towards your product and service is just as important as looking at them individually before they even count encounter their stuff, which is what the last three episodes on this topic have been about. Now, this is way more in depth than most people consider, but it is super, super, super important. So remember, this is just the fourth of six graphics. We are cruising through these things. Um, in my next solo episode, we are going to go over the next graphic, which is competitor graphics, which has everything to do with understanding the current state of the marketplace and why people are already marketing the way they are to help position yourself differently. Okay. So we, we started to touch on that a little bit with the rock throws section, but there's a whole nother thing that you need to, to go into. I, I hope you notice that with each graphic, there's a teaser for the next graphic and the next graphic goes to even more depth to help you dial in your dream traffic more clearly. So by the way, we are continuing to add to the marketing matrix toolbox each week. It has tons of free marketing resources that are gathered from our podcast guests. It's updated weekly and it is available to you for free. So go to toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com to get instant access today. We have tools in there from Catherine Jones, Alex Elliott, Kevin Stevens, Chantel Turner, and many, many more. It is a seriously amazing resource that's growing every week and it's free to you. It's like the, it's like, it's like the, uh, 
the resource to end all resources and you don't you don't there's no membership fee to get access to those weekly things it's amazing so you can also enjoy the marketing matrix conversations and conversations about facebook ads over in my facebook group okay guys so the group is called facebook ads for coaches course creators and lifestyle brands so to hop on over there into facebook you can either search that title which is a mouthful i know but it's long because of the seo benefits of facebook uh, or you can go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash FB as in Facebook, FB ad as in advertising ninjas, FB ad ninjas with an S. So head on over to Facebook. Let's talk about it. I want to know what you're thinking about your offer graphics. Um, I'll be starting a conversation over there. So I would love to have you join and, and share your thoughts, ask your questions. Uh, guys, it has been a pleasure talking to you guys on the marketing matrix. Thanks so much for tuning in to offer graphics and I will see you next time. Thank you for tuning into the marketing matrix podcast on our next episode. We have one of my dear friends, Mark Stern. Mark is a corporate consultant turned entrepreneur who is an absolute rock star marketer. In this episode, he goes through his authority formula where he takes you through the steps needed to show up as an authority in your niche in the marketplace. This guy is a master teacher and seriously brings the heat. So click over to the next episode to tune into that. And while I've got you, I wanted to remind you about the Marketing Matrix Toolbox. This resource has tons of free marketing tools to make your marketing journey easier. And we add new content to it every single week. So check it out and register for instant access at toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com. And if you want to join the conversations surrounding marketing and Facebook ads, please check out my free Facebook group. It's called Facebook ads for coaches, course creators, and lifestyle brands. This is a seriously awesome community where people are trying to master the ad game to scale their business while saving time. You can join that group for free at facebook.com slash groups slash FB ad ninjas. All right, that's it for now. See you next time on the marketing matrix.